Have you heard that the trendy hard seltzer category is dying? Well, I've kept quiet long enough. It's time for me to bring some logic to this discussion. Everyone that's been around the block a few times in the alcoholic beverage industry knows that it is an extremely trendy category. But it seems like the six-second attention span internet gurus or pundits seem to write off trends faster than a college kid can shotgun a white claw. The first interpreted kind of negative headline that kind of brought these negative Nancys out of the woodwork was when Molson Coors decided to discontinue the production of its Coors hard seltzer product in early July of 2021. When I read the headline and saw the initial reaction, I instantly thought people are missing the point here in the current environment. The pinch supply chain and labor shortages was causing Molson Coors to make a quicker than they would decision on the offering, and it was a better decision for them to reallocate resources to the hard seltzer brands in its portfolio that showed more promise. Then on July 23rd, Boston Beer Company, the owner of Truly Hard Seltzer, released its earnings report and talked about how the demand for the Truly Hard Seltzer brand was well below its expectation and they needed to kind of severely revise down their expected back half of 2021 revenue expectations. The move sparked a flurry of headlines suggesting that hard seltzer's meteoric rise was over. It was almost like people cheered the impending death of the category. Now here's the problem. The hard seltzer category is not dying. In fact, over the 12-week period that aligns with those two storylines that I'm kind of talking about, the hard seltzer category grew 8%. 8% for a, about a $4 billion category in terms of the 2020 sales is extremely great when we're talking about the CPG industry. But if you look at it through the lens of that it's had triple digit year-over-year growth in most of 2020, and even if you look at the trailing 12 or last 52 weeks, of the hard seltzer category, it's grown somewhere around 50% year over year. So what's happening? That 8% maybe doesn't look all that impressive anymore. But there's a few things going on in which I believe we shouldn't be writing off the hard seltzer category just yet. The first is around the COVID-19 effect comparatives. And I think people have a very short memory because we're forgetting about just how crazy the comparative period was, especially when we're talking about what Boston Beer Company is talking about in terms of decelerating growth. But let me just kind of take you down memory lane again. You had aggressive stock up or pantry loading periods, a few weeks during that Q2 timeline when we had the restricted living in the United States. You also had kind of all the on-premise sales of alcohol going away or most of it going away as bars and restaurants across the country were closed and a lot of state governments needing to kind of catch up to the new business models to allow for the pickup and delivery of alcohol in certain states or local jurisdictions. The hard seltzer category was at its highest kind of in terms of buzz or hype at that period of time. So everything kind of seems a little less exciting compared to that period. And during that time, a lot of the 
companies were spending a ton of money marketing and really trying to attract consumers that were spending a ton of time at home. The alcohol consumption was up because they were going through a very intense period of stress. That's usually when vices like alcohol increase. So you kind of had like a super cycle of trends that were converging together that arguably made the hard seltzer category grow much faster than it should have in a shorter period of time. You shouldn't have had a CBG category go from innovation a few years ago to a $4 billion category. That's just very quick. So since the category grew 8% year over year on top of that mega super cycle, it does look a little bit more impressive if you look at it from that perspective. You also need to look at this from the law of large numbers or kind of the law of diminishing scale or returns, you know, business statistics. Kind of easy to understand if you have taken some of those courses or just kind of understand it on a very basic level that exponential growth rates do not scale. If we're looking at a category that went from under $2 billion in 2019 to around $4 billion in 2020, if you want to grow at that same growth rate this year, you would need to be at eight or so billion dollars in that category. That would be kind of insane to jump up that quickly. And if you do look at what's happening this year and you look at the $4 billion to the likely $6 billion that the category will have at the end of the year, that $2 billion in consumption gain or just dollar sales gain is equivalent to the jump that was made from 2019 to 2020. So the market is still sustaining a very strong growth in the category. Now, kind of looking at another consumption and kind of aligning two kind of cycles or models together with the kind of innovation or product adoption cycle and with the hype cycle. There was an innovation trigger that happened with hard seltzer, obviously, that grew out of the non-alcoholic seltzer trend from years prior to that that's still kind of ongoing today. You have the hard seltzer category hitting a peak of inflated expectation because the hype seemed to show that all the first adopters were drinking it, and it must mean it's influencing the entire world's consumption behaviors. The problem is that perception isn't always reality, and this is kind of called the trough of disillusionment. And though adopted rates are growing, it's not able to, sus to sustain the highest levels. Once the hysteria subsides, you have a slope of enlightenment, and it crosses into majority adoption. So we're kind of at this period of like the trough of disillusionment, but the category is gaining a lot more adopters. It's moving into the kind of the mainstream adoption. You're having more of the older millennials, consumers starting to purchase these products, which will allow for a much more mature growth category in the future. Another thing that's going on in the heart seltzer category is just brand proliferation. You have a consolidation of market leadership, at least initially. You had Boston Beer Company owned Truly and Mark Anthony Brands owned White Claw, which have owned somewhere around 75% of the market share. But over kind of a four-week period during the same timeline of those headlines that I read earlier, of the four market leaders, the only one that was growing was Truly. 
But does this mean that the category is dying? No, it actually means that consumers are interested in trialing new products. They have tried and consumed the market leaders, and now they're interested in some different offerings. And there are brands that are interested in supplying some of those fragments of the market. So maybe local suppliers, maybe it is somebody that has some specific value differentiation, flavor differentiation, all of this happening in terms of the long tail of the market and that's fragmenting the overall market. This is a natural occurrence in any market, especially when we're talking about CPG, where it's not a winner take all type of strategic game. Now with this brand proliferation and kind of products extending out, ton more SKUs being offered into the market through hard seltzers, you also have more retail shelf space that's going to be added naturally. Now, some of these DTC, direct-to-consumer heavy kind of gurus or people that think through that mindset in CPG or just consumer categories as a whole tend to forget that the alcohol category is very different than pretty much all other CPG categories. There are state and local laws that restrict some of the general kind of online sales of some of these products. So you don't have the endless shelf opportunities that you do in most categories. The alcoholic beverage category is still very much geared around physical stores and physical distribution systems. And that does take a little bit of time when you have elevated demand and needing to meet that demand with increased supply. There is a little bit of a lag that happens here. Consumers may want to try the thousand plus SKUs that are in the hard seltzer category currently, but that doesn't mean that there is existing shelf space available at some of these retailers or truck space for them on some of these distribution trucks, especially ones that are dominated by traditional or craft beer. Now, there was a recent survey around convenience store owners and 70% of them did say that they were going to give Heart Seltzers more space within their retailers within the next year. So more shelf space for hard seltzers naturally should mean more increased sales and continued growth. Going along the lines of just like extensions into retail, incremental kind of shelf space, you also need to look at this from channels. Now, hard seltzers have traditionally been sold in grocery stores or maybe convenience stores. And as they continue to grow in those channels and become more popular, consumers are going to naturally ask for those on premise at bars, restaurants, sporting events, and that will naturally create growth as the hard seltzer category only equates to about three or three and a half percent of the total beer category consumption on premise currently in 2021. You also need to consider that big beer, the portfolios, always kind of go where growth is at and they add validity and add the marketing dollars, resources, a ton of different things to validate a category and bring it to the mainstream. And consider the fact that big beer hasn't fully invested in the space yet. Out of the top 100 beers, currently 20 of them are hard seltzers. Two of them are craft beer. And if you think about how much investments were put into craft beer, the last kind of trendy period within the alcoholic beverages area, you can assume that big beer is going to put a lot more dollars into the hard seltzer space. Traditional and craft beer last year actually retracted the market two and a half or 3% year over year. And this was despite alcohol consumption being at the highest in nearly two decades. Yes, big beer is definitely adding capacity. It's definitely giving its valuable brand IP to hard seltzer. 
and you're seeing some mergers and acquisitions activity, but it's still nowhere near the level of what craft beer was a decade or so ago. These big beer portfolios have shareholders that are breathing down their neck, looking for growth anywhere possible. You're seeing AB InBev, Molson Coors, Boston Beer Company, a number of other smaller ones talk a ton about Beyond Beer. And that could be non-alcoholic, but it's very much focused on some of the kind of canned cocktail, hard seltzer categories. So they're gonna need to put more of their time and effort into those high growth categories. As most analysts think over the next few years that the hard seltzer category will continue to grow between 20 and 40% year over year. But I just wanna end on some final thoughts. The hard seltzer category is far from dead. The hard seltzer category has never been more popular than it is right now. If we look at kind of three major trends that I believe are going to help long-term growth of the hard seltzer category, the first one is just the health and wellness movement, better for you CPG movement that's happening. You have lower calorie, lower carbs, natural flavors, lower sugar, a lot of those trends that are leaking into the alcoholic beverage category. So that's naturally going to drive up hard seltzers that have positioned themselves within the health halo. You also have retailers that are going to devote a lot more shelf space and on-premise that's going to start selling hard seltzers in a lot higher quantity. And then if you think about the last point that I kind of just made around big beer and them investing heavily in the space, all of those things together are going to help the hard seltzer category sustain growth for a much longer period of time. Now, if you guys have any questions about the hard seltzer category, I would love for you guys to leave a comment on this content or reach out to me on any of my social media accounts.